Welcome, Butt Bucks. We have a very, very special show for y'all today. We are on site. Yes, I repeat, we are... Oh, wait, wait, sorry. This just in. Uh, yeah. So, I know that y'all um, recall the person that we did shat all over, all on, in that last podcast for about 15 or so minutes. Yeah, so he was supposed to actually invite us over to his newly painted home. Um... We were supposed to be on site. We were going to be on site, but then we ended up not being on site. But I... you know him as the man that wants six points for his quarterbacks and still not getting it from us. Yes, that's right. Uh, Dave? Dan? Dan, have that's... you heard from Dave? Um, so I, today is July 14th. Uh, yeah. We were going to do this show a week ago yesterday, so that would have been July 6th. Right. I texted him on July 5th just to follow up. Like, hey, man, we know we're good to go still, right? I'm I'm uh I'm still waiting up on a on a follow up text. So Dave Crickets. Um either let us know that we can come over or that you're alive or something like that because I'm starting to get a little worried about you. It's been a good solid eight days now and no no reply. That's that's fantastic. It's fantastic yeah. news. Uh so instead we did try to divert from that plan to salvage it. We were live from the Shelly Shack, aka Tommy's Love Shack. Uh, but due to some technical difficulties, unfortunately, we weren't, we weren't able to record at about 1.30 a.m. Yeah, that so, didn't go, that didn't go uh, so well. It, yeah, it wasn't the best. But you know what? We gave it a shot. You know, we're we not tried. pros here, but we're just giving it a shot. We tried. Uh, but, you know, we, we our goal is to provide you with the best of what we can offer, Butt Bucks. Yes. And that's what yes. we do. That's what we do. So um, just to kind of open up this one we are going to talk about this show is going to be all about the fab it's going to be fabulous that's Very it fab. but <laughs> before we uh we kick off the fab manesh we our last episode was about the uh the draft order the draft. got everyone's everyone's draft orders out there and you ended up with the number one pick congratulations that's it. you know it you so know we it. go on we go on Le'Veon bell what, what are we doing nobody can oh, jump yeah, you so you yeah. might as well just tell us what it is I could, but I won't. So uh, is it a toss-up? Yeah. Is it like Le'Veon or Paul Perkins? Like, what do you? You know, I'm just deciding between Le'Veon, Paul Perkins, Martavis Bryant's also in the running. Yeah, that's um, a good choice. You know, so we got we got a, we got a, we got a couple options out there. So is the uh, is the number one pick open to trade? The number one pick is always open to trade. Okay. So. Any uh any There's idea never what you would want? Uh probably a house. So Oh dang. I think we probably could arrange something like that. There's some people in the league who got some big I don't money. want Tommy's love shack. Oh, come on. Alright. You could be the one to help Tommy out with his sexual frustration. Yep, that's not gonna be me. <laughs> that's all that's all I know. Well, uh I hope everyone's happy with I guess you chose it, so you have to be happy with what you got. Uh, with what was available for you. Uh, so, I'll be talking to you, Manesh. I might be trying to come after that number one pick. Good luck. <laughs> so, with that being said, let's go ahead and we'll jump right into it. Today is all about fab. Manesh, can, uh, let's start off with you. Can you, what is fab? What does fab stand for? So, fab is the free agency, uh, the cost to the acquisition budget that you have to acquire for any free agents that are out in the waiver wire. 
So obviously every week after the waiver's clear on Wednesdays, we get new players added onto the rosters, old players taken off the rosters. So instead of going via whatever we've done in um, up until now, which has been via the waiver wire order, what we're in- implementing more than likely this year um, is going to be this free, ac- free agent acquisition budget now. So everyone will start off with the same amount of money at the beginning of the year. Um, on a weekly basis, you're allowed to bid on players who are um, available to everyone in the league. And depending on who, uh, depending on the person that bids on the most, the bids on the bids uh, bids the most money for a player, that person will be awarded that um, that player for the roster, and that will be taken out from your yearly allotted budget, which what we're thinking right now is going to be about a hundred bucks. So, for instance, we have Paul Perkins out on the waiver wire, which I don't know how that would happen with Dave in the league. Are you sure? And he put Dave puts a bid in for him because he sees such a great uh, great deal out there, and great um, you know potential. He bids twenty bucks on him, and uh, you know he is the highest bid that week. Surprise, surprise, and so beyond um, heading into the next week, Dave will have only eighty dollars left of his one hundred dollar budget for the rest of the year. So, with you said, so let's say he put down twenty bucks, correct? What if I also put down twenty dollars? So we both we both essentially we both put down the same amount of money. How how do we know who gets that player? So in the rare circumstance where both of y'all put down the same amount of money, there will be a tiebreaker where we where we will revert back to the waiver wire selection order. So um, Dan, do you want to explain that a little bit more? So yeah, so what he's talking about is we'll go back to how we've known it is the waiver wire as far as. As of today, the way we're going to do it is just like the old days where you are you wait in line. So if we bid the same amount of money, you are first in line on the waiver system, you to get that player. And then after you got that player, you go back to the end of the line just like you would in everyday waiver, waiver wire order that we used to do. Um, which I, I still i am open to suggestions because we could change it to where it would go by record instead of... Um, waiting in line like we're used to yeah just so the league standing whatever it is at that exactly. exact moment exactly so. if you had the the worst re- record of the two you would get the player so that's something we could we could also debate or talk about as a league if we wanted to do it that way instead of the um the way we're used to yeah but you know what's great is everyone's given the same amount of money beginning of the year and you choose to allot that money however you want so for instance if Something catastrophic happens to a top player, such as like a uh, Bell. like a Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, exactly what happened last year, Dalvin Cook. You know, um, whoever that player's backup, top backup, if there is a clear-cut backup, like in Pittsburgh, it's like a James Conner. You know, last year was, I think it was Kerwin Williams in Arizona for David Johnson. Well, yeah. you know what? Who has the biggest need to replace one of those guys? The player that lost, lost. that guy. Exactly. So who's going to put in theoretically the most money for that guy well it should be the person that lost it so if i lose Le'Veon bell you damn well better understand that i'm going to probably go in hard after his replacement exactly. unless there's a better option alternative out in the waiver wire and to kind of piggyback off that you know with this being new to all of us the first couple of weeks we're all kind of we're all probably going to be a little gun shy as far as how much do i bid for this player you know is it a dollar five dollars uh I think a hundred dollars budget for us is good because I think with the fab, it makes you have to do a little bit more research on these players. Yeah. And I, from my understanding of what I've read and listened to a hundred dollars is kind of the standard and it makes it easier for you to do your research because 
most of the websites like Yahoo and things like that, who you would go to to look at, okay, which waiver wire pickups are the best. They base it off a hundred dollars, so you can kind of get a little bit Play better of an idea. Values at that exactly, point. you get a little better idea. Okay, they're suggesting this much. Maybe I should throw in a little bit more because I know so and so wants to run it back a little bit. You know, who needs one? So, and a really cool a, aspect about Fab. Sorry, did you have anything else to add there? I was gonna say I think a hundred dollars is 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 good. Just so that way, it'll make it'll make the research, especially for the first year, make it a little easier. Um, and to you try know to what? If you want out. more, you know what? If you want more than a hundred dollars. You know the way to get, you know a way to get it, Daniel. Please tell me. You know what? You could trade for the Fab. For instance, if Daniel wanted my number one spot and he wanted Love to it. give me his number, what is it, six? Six, correct. He could have been like, hey, you know what, Minesh? I'm going to give you number six plus fifty dollars Fab, and you can have number you can have that, and I'll take number one. $50. And I will say, oh wow, what a great um, opportunity. No, I <laughs> uh, declined that trade. What if I said so, number six and twenty five dollars? Well, you know, now we're talking. You yeah, know. that's better. <laughs> when you go to from fifty to twenty-five, you know, that's that's trying to that's help you out, Manish. Making some moves there. That's He's... making some moves. But uh, you know, it's a really cool wrinkle. You can actually trade it. So if you want to, you know, obviously get more for your team and then um, add value when you have an unequal trade and you want to make it a exactly. little more equal, you can throw in a few dollars fab there, and you know, it it will always stand there to help you. Uh, another great aspect of the whole fab, um, the whole fab uh, technique is. You can also put in what are called zero-dollar bids. So, for instance, if a lonely player out on the, you know, the wide receiver four on the, the Lions, you want to add that player, but you don't want to put in the dollar because you don't want to waste your fab, and nobody else is going to go after him. Mm-hmm. Well, you can put in what's called a zero-dollar bet. The only way that it can be surpassed is if somebody else puts in another zero-dollar bet. Then it goes based off that tiebreaker that we're still discussing. Exactly. So um, that's, you know, who, that's great. It's very simple. Whoever puts in the most money on a player, that they're the person that gets it. Exactly. I think what's great about what you just said with the zero-dollar bids is, you know, it it comes back to that that research. You know, if you know, you know, there's a lot of hype surrounding a player. You know, maybe week two or week three. And, you know, it still could be a few weeks out because there's a buy coming up and things like that. But if you have a little insight, put that $0 in and you never know. He could be, you know, a top a top 24 wide receiver that you just got for $0. So it puts back that little research um, aspect to it, too. So I think that's 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 another neat little thing about it. Um, but like Manesh has been saying, what, what's, what's just great about it is it gives everyone the same exact shot. No matter what your record is, uh, you throw down the money, see if you can get them. Because in years past, exactly like you said last year, David Johnson went down. Jamie needed, you know, he needed that backup more than anybody else. But you know, if he was number ten on the waiver wire, he wasn't going to get him. So no this way, way just no. So this way, it just makes it a lot, a lot more even for everybody to. It levels the playing field and exactly. it adds strategy. That way you either get it because you know what the hell you're doing or you get it because you want this the most. Exactly. And Rather than, you know, working off of random waiver wire consideration. And with a lot of people, football. fantasy football, there is an aspect of luck to it because of injuries and things like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, dude. And the fab, I think, helps eliminate another aspect of luck because you do have to do the research and – you know, it's not, oh, man, I was number one this week, and Le'Veon Bell went down, so guess what? I just got me a, you know, a top 12 running back. I got lucked into that one. You yeah, know? it's like you're ba- it's like you're Tommying into a player. Exactly. You know, it's, it's too so, easy. 
right? <laughs> it's just, you know, you shouldn't be able to just luck into things like that, like two champ back, exactly. back championships. And so that's why I'm I'm big on trying to eliminate the whatever aspects of luck, I guess you could say. I'd try to eliminate uh, things that you could get that you could get lucky in. And I think the waiver wire is one of those aspects that you can get lucky in, whereas yeah. Fab is going to make it a little... Uh, Eliminate all the outlier situations as possible. Exactly. So, uh, but, Dan, did you um did you want to elaborate on when the bids are going to close for Fab? How's it going to work compared to waivers? Exactly. It's going to be exactly the same as waivers. So, the the weekends Monday after Monday Night Football, just like normal. You know, Tuesdays is when anyone would usually put their waiver wire in. It'd be the same exact thing. Tuesday, you wake up, you put your bid in for whatever players you want. It will close on what, Wednesday morning at 4, 4.55 a.m. And whoever had the most money down gets those players. It's exactly how it was uh, with the waiver wire this time. Instead of you just saying, hey, I want this guy, you're actually going to put down some money for him. And uh, and then after the fab or the waiver goes through, it's just like any other week. It's just the open field of players, the open field of free agents. So you could pick up anybody you want at that point. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, I mean it's basically it's not a huge huge change um, as far as the process of doing it, other than now I'm putting down five dollars instead of just hoping I get this guy. Um, so that's how that's gonna work. And another little like piece of advice that I've listened to and read is make sure you do save money for whenever playoff time comes, because yes, you know. You never know what's going to happen. And if, even in the playoffs, you could have a kicker who twists his ankle or something like that. And now you need a kicker. So, you know, make sure you have a few extra dollars so you can go in there and uh, put a bid in for somebody you may need to finish that playoff run. Uh, with that being said, I know, Manesh, I know you brought up a great idea of what we should do for teams who do make the playoffs. What do you What do you think? Yeah, so just as a kind of additional wrinkle, what we could do is for weeks um, beginning in 14 through 16, because those are going to be our playoffs. What if we were to add $5 fab budget to all of the playoff teams? So if you've dwindled your stack all the way down, everyone's more than likely going to be at an evil, even keel or even playing field uh, with the exception of probably a Jolly who will have spent maybe a dollar, hey, maybe $2. Is, this is Jolly's uh, year. Don't this count might him be out. his year. Yeah. Huh? This is you know, his year. I, I just have a feeling for Jolly. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Even a blind squirrel sometimes they say so. Actually, uh, you know, Manesh, you can say whatever you want because I know Jolly's not listening to this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't even think he knew. Uh, he still knows what he recorded no, by doing he a jingle. So he doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, you know uh, what we had talked about going back is uh, adding maybe five dollars to all the playoff teams. That way they could you know help align their rosters for playoff time, and that way they could have more. Uh, more of an edge to get a player versus the non-playoff teams, which again, with the waiver wire system, you weren't ever able to disting distinguish between those two between those two variables there. Exactly. So if you yeah. had the regular teams and the playoff teams, the regular teams could all still bid on any player that they wanted, and it gave you know no additional benefit to any of the playoff teams who may actually need to revamp a roster exactly. when uh, when they lose a key player going into the playoffs like that. So, so, so with that being said, it, it's not a definite that we're going to do that. But we will we will discuss it at the draft, and I think it's a yeah. great option. I I like it a lot. Um, 
but obviously I want I want to get everybody's input on it, you know, just to just to push it through. But I do I do like it. I think it's a uh, it's a good option. Uh, give the playoff teams extra money, but we'll see. We'll we'll figure out some of these details and we'll we'll get moving on that. So that that's going to close it up for the fab. But uh, Manesh and I we're going to try a little something new. I guess only the third show, so I guess something new. Uh, we're going to do everything's fucking new, dude. It, everything's <laughs> new. What is a podcast? I don't know. What is a new. podcast? Uh, so this year, and I know Charlie probably is on board with me. This yeah. year, I personally would like to get rid of kickers. I think uh, there's different aspects of the game. I know, right? It's it's a kicker, right? Talk about kickers. Talk um, about kickers. Yeah. So we're gonna kind of talk about it. Uh, Manesh, he's pro kickers or uh, against kickers. So I just wanna we, we're just gonna kind of talk about it. we're gonna we're gonna talk about why we should keep kickers and why we sh- should get rid of kickers. And what I would like, really, what I would like to do is get rid of kickers and add a flex uh, position. But I'm also open to keeping the kickers and adding a flex or keeping the kickers and kind of changing their points to add a flex. But we're, we're going to talk about it. And after you're done listening to the show, leave us a comment um, in the comment section and <laughs> say yes kickers or no kickers and then put your name next to it. And whatever the majority says, that's what we're going to go with this year. Uh, so, Manesh, why should we keep kickers? We should keep kickers because you know what? Kickers are people, too. Barely. They play in the NFL. They score points. Why shouldn't we have points from kickers? So, in all all seriousness, I do actually like kickers because I feel like I can personally gain a competitive advantage over most people in the league. Uh, Well, I mean, unless you're, you know, an awesome all-star drafter and you're drafting Steven Goskowski in the seventh round, which, I mean, hats off to you for doing that because, you know what... (laughs) This is, uh, you know, only someone, only someone very intelligent would do that. That's either Paul so, Perkins or Koskowski. So Koskowski, you know, the Justin Tuckers of the world, you know, they're they're hot commodities, man. They are. How are we going to remove them from fantasy football? So if we were to actually have them, uh, well, let's just say, whenever we have a kicker, I personally think I can go in, do a little bit of research, and gain an advantage over what everyone else is going to be doing at least seven out of 10 weeks, which if I win seven weeks at a kicker's position at, you know, maybe two points a pop and I lose three of them at two points a pop, well, I'm coming out on top more than I'm not coming out on top, obviously. So I'm playing the odds and I'm just playing the odds to have them more, mostly in my favor as often as, as, as I can. I understand that. Um, so the reason I don't want kickers is one, they're barely people, and two, they barely play football. Um, I, for me personally, I know you too, Manesh, and I know a lot of people in the league. We put, we do a lot of research: running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, uh, even some somewhat in the defenses. What about the backup and, kickers? <laughs> and kickers, you know, for the majority of the majority of the league is, I'll just wait till the last round. I'll pick, you know, whoever, and. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, maybe you could, you could luck into one of those kickers who just has a bomb ass year and outscores everybody in the league. Um, 
another reason I'm not huge on kickers is because they barely do play football. So, you know, you could have a kicker who whose offense that day sucks. It has nothing to do with the kicker. It's not the kicker's fault, but the offense sucked that day. So they scored two touchdowns, and now you got two extra points. So you got two points. No, you Whereas, know what? That, that is part of the process, though. I think you could have an – you can have an – a kicker that had an awesome offense. If you had your offense score 28 points on, you know, eight possessions, you know, you scored half the time, a touchdown each time. Well, then technically your offense did really well. But you know what? For the kicker's purposes, they were only able to score four points that day. But that, again, goes to the strategy of the game. And you got to understand how good an offense is and how well a kicker is going to perform based on the, you know, standards, metrics, whatever it is that are put forth in front of you. How well you understand that, how well you can analyze those results is how well you can actually um, perform with the kicker on your roster. But I guess my point, a kicker has no say in the team getting to the 30-yard line. Or Neither does no the tight end. The tight end doesn't have any say in terms of Tyrod Taylor he passing has, him the ball. He has more of, a, more of a say than a kicker does. The kicker doesn't go to a coach like, hey, coach, just stop on the 30-yard uh, line. Let me kick that ball. You know what, ball. coach? You know what? We're on 35. I can kick that 52-yarder. Put me in, coach. Don't go for it here. I just don't like the idea of... Kickers do so that, man. The, oh, I, I get that. that. It, on, yeah, it's fourth down, hey, I can make it. But it's not, hey, coach, get to the 30-yard line, stop, don't do anything else, let me kick that damn ball. My, I don't like the idea of, in a matchup, you know, whatever offense your kicker is for that day, just... Third downs, they just couldn't do it for whatever. The tip balls, things that are out of everybody's control or out of the kicker's control. He kicks 18 field goals, has 25 points. And then a kicker, like you said, on an offense that did have a really good day, gets four points because they kicked four extra points. So now, yeah, the essentially, same thing you're goes down for 20, a defense that's really points. shitty. Think about it this way the same thing goes for a defense that's really shitty and they're allowing a ton of points. Well, you know what? Let's say you're playing the Bears. Let's say the Bears' defense has a terrible day. They allow 42 points, and it's through two and a half quarters. Well, guess who's not getting the ball, and who's probably not going into the game anymore? Yeah, Jordan Howard's probably not going into the game for a single snap now. So you've essentially lost your running back, and you, at that point, let's say the Bears are down, and they've only scored a touchdown at that point, and Jordan Howard's had three carries. Well, you can safely assume that he's not getting any more than three carries on that day. So then he has no say as to what's going to happen, but gameplay allowed what happened to happen. But he didn't oh. have a say in that. The, the NFL, yeah. in, in general, <laughs> is a very, very – oh, you heard that. It's a very – the NFL in general is a very competitive league. So, I mean, I, I get the points you're making, and I, and I don't totally disagree with them. I just – like we like we were talking about earlier in the show, right? Let's – with Fab, let's eliminate as much luck as possible. To me, a kicker is an aspect of luck, whether – it's because he made five field goals or he kicked two extra points. And I guess an argument could be made is to eliminate the luck because it is him kicking a ball, you know, through two uprights, is maybe not get rid of kickers, but maybe adjust the points to where if they miss the field goals, because, you know, that sucks when they miss a field goal and now I lost three points because, you know, it didn't go through because it was really bad weather that day or the wind. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe a, maybe a better argument is instead of getting – Rid of kickers, maybe maybe we should look at adjusting how they affect our fantasy matchups. Well, then I think you're also taking a step back in terms of what the strategy is. 
you know, kicking a 50-yard field goal at, you know, the end of the day is not going to give you, you know, what kicking a 30-yard field goal is going to give you because it, there's the level of difficulty of that, that, uh, that True. kick I'm, is I'm speaking more higher. of I'm speaking more of missed field goals, you know, because it it sucks when they go out there and they kick a field goal and they miss it. And yeah, and that's why we take off points up to a 49-yard field goal. No, we I'm are, saying we are uh, taking away points. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should look at adjusting it. Try, I'm just looking at ways to eliminate luck. Somebody, like I said, there's no research. But it's not. Into it's kickers. not luck. It that is. A kick, kicker it is. misses it. No. If okay. you drafted Roberto Aguayo last year because you thought he was going to have a bounce back, and then you realize <laughs> very early on that hey, this is not going to work. This guy doesn't have it upstairs. Between the ears, he's not right. Well, you know what? Good on you for realizing that. And you know, terrible on everybody else for picking his ass up and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for drafting his ass in the second round because that's what you need to have is that confidence. Don't, don't make fun of them because they traded up to get the kicker, okay? Dude, they had a lot of faith in him. In the second round. <laughs> hey, the Raiders now drafted Janikowski in the, in the first round. Right, and he's still in the NFL. Yeah, that's he true. He was drafted close to freaking the 1990s. I think, he, I think he's drunk in every game, but yes, he's still in the NFL. Hey, that's what they do out in you know Eastern Europe slash wherever the hell Janikowski's from. <laughs> so I mean, just to just to finish up this, you know, we want you guys to decide: should we keep kickers, get rid of kickers, adjust their Let's points? Let's hear it. Either way, I th- I Call would in. really I really like right to in. add a flex spot to uh, the starting roster. One, I think it that would it, be fun. I think it adds a little more, you know, depth to the team. It adds a little more strategy to Fab also. Because now there's another spot you have to fill in your starting lineup. Um, so I think either way, even if we do keep kickers, I still think it would be great to add another flex to this to yeah. the starting roster. Um, I don't disagree with you there, sir. Yeah. So y'all comment. Y'all, y'all tell us what you want. Um, when you comment, put your name next to it so we know that you are the one who commented or made that comment. Please, please, please. So please we don't comment. Have, please we don't have subscribe. people like Chris please who will go on know. there and put 18 comments in a row. Because... <laughs> He'll Jeez. do that. Um, so yes, tell us what you think, and we will we will go forward. With that being said, we'll go ahead and start closing out the show. And the big announcement from this show is keepers. People have been texting me, Manesh, saying, "Hey, when do I need to have my keeper in?" Um, so we we talked about it, and we're going to go with a August first as the date to have your keeper in, and. We know it's a little early, and training camp's still happening. Preseason games are still going on. So I think this year uh, with the keepers, we're going to set a a hard date of, what, let's say about three days August before. August 1. Oh, well, wait, a hard that's date? Okay. A hard date. So say you keep – so say uh, Matt keeps Kareem Hunt, right? Say – in the first preseason game, he nicks his ankle, and now he, you know, now he's not sure. Like maybe I don't want to keep him because he might miss some time. So right, because th- his his value is not in the third round anymore. Exactly. Or, yeah, he's not he's not of a third round value. So I think, but the date the draft's on August 25th. So August 22nd, three days before, is the hard date. If you don't tell me, you know, if, if I don't hear anything from you by August 22nd, I'm just assuming you're keeping that player. And right. if I do hear from you by August 22nd saying, hey, never mind, I'm not going to keep that player, then you can't keep anybody. 
Exactly. Okay. So by Aug so, one, to recap, you keep your keeper has to be in by August twenty second. If you either choose to maintain that keeper, then it has to be in, or or then you don't say anything. But if you want to not keep that player, then you must let Dan know by August twenty second at eleven fifty nine EST. Correct. Um, because uh, after that, the player set in that spot. Exactly. Uh, you know, and like I said, it's a little early August first, so. You know, there could be things that come up that, you know, like LaShawn McCoy, you know, something like that happens where we don't know his status right now. You know, he could miss time or nothing might ever happen to him and he plays yep. the whole year. But that's the reason why you might be hesitant into keeping a player like that because you have no idea what's going to happen. So I, I think it's a good uh, a good window to have, have time where if you feel hesitant, then you can back off that player. But just remember, Absolutely. you're not going to keep anybody else. Um and the reason for that is just because people in the league, you know, they're preparing for the draft and things like that, and they're basing it off the keepers that have been kept on August 1st. So if we just change everything up on the 22nd, you know, that kind of just throws everything out throws, the window. Uh, throws a big wrinkle into the whole situation. Exactly. And for the new for the new guy, Diallo, the way keepers work in our league is if the player was drafted last year and they were rostered for the whole entire year, no matter if it was on, you know, the team who drafted them or they were traded, then it will cost a plus one round based off of where they were drafted last year. So, so for go ahead. Yeah, Mish. I can, I can, I can give an example. Last year, Matt drafted Kareem Hunt in the fourth round. This year, Matt can choose to keep Kareem Hunt in the third round. Correct. He also drafted Leonard Fournette in the third round last year, so he can, he has a choice between Leonard Fournette in the second round this year or Kareem Hunt in the third round this year. He cannot switch between the two after August first. Uh, by August first, the his pick has to be in. Yes. And by August 22nd, he can either choose to maintain that pick or get rid of the pick altogether. But he cannot change it. Correct. Now, for let's just say, for argument's sake, uh, Matt traded Kareem Hunt to me last year. Well, since Kareem Hunt never went onto the waiver wire, he is still available as a keeper in the third round because he was drafted in the fourth round. Correct. And uh, you are allowed to keep players who are picked up off the waiver wire before week 10. Yes. So, for example, oh, yeah. Yeah. Dave last year, he saw that Dalvin Cook was sitting out there on the waiver wire because of his injury. So he made a uh, he made a move just in hopes to see what would happen this year. So he picked up Cook before, before week 10. And if he decides to keep Cook, it will now be at his average draft position, not where he was drafted last year. Um, so, you know... A good example of that would be. And have again, been, as of August 1st, right? As of August 1st, yes. If he says, what I want. will his Yahoo ADP be? Yeah, exactly. So if he says on August 1st, I picked up this player, I want to keep him, whatever date he texts me that before August 1st, it will be his ADP on that date. Right. So you can kind of play what you think is going to happen. You know, if um, you think there's potential that he could drop, his ADP could drop during training camp, then you can. Um, Boom, you can hold out and just yes. give it to him on that date. Or if he's going to hold steady, then just go ahead and put it in and, and see what happens. So, right. Diallo, That's if you have any any players you, you're not sure about, just text me. You know, say, hey, what about this player? And I could tell you what it would cost you in this year's draft to keep that player. I can um, tell you this much. There is a player. Um, he does wear, I believe, the number 12. I hear he's pretty good at football. So he might be on the radar is what I'm thinking. Josh Gordon, yes. 
Yeah. Right. Yep. Flash 12. That's it. Okay. Go Browns. That's what I thought. Uh, and also, guys, this one more thing I, I put out on the Messenger. Uh, we are going to meet up on July 19th, which is this Thursday. I think we're going to do the Common House out in Park Circle. I uh, like it's, it. it's in. It's inside. It's got AC. And if we get hungry, we could always walk over to those restaurants in Park Circle. Oh, so. I like it now. Yeah, yeah I like it yeah, a lot better. Yeah, you know, because who knows? We could have a thunderstorm or it's always freaking yeah. hot at Holy City. I'll be there, so. man. I'll be there. Cool. You, cool, you man, had me at Commonplace. Yes, Common House. Actually, uh, you had <laughs> me at a air conditioning. That's where you had me. Exactly. So if y'all can make it, it'll be after work. Commonplace. <laughs> <laughs> y'all come out uh, and come out and hang out with us. Have a couple beers and we'll talk some fantasy. And... Uh, yeah, man, we're getting close. We're getting close to the draft, so get getting pumped, excited. y'all. Get pumped. Keepers got to be in in less than three weeks, boys. That's correct. Get them, get them in. Text them. That's nothing. Text them to me. Don't put them on the messenger, because uh, Manesh and I. The sooner you get them into me, was the sooner. A, was that a Freudian slip right there? Texan to me. <laughs> is that what, is that what you just said? I, I'm Sorry. not sure. Did what I? Are you saying? Keep going. Text the player to me. Uh, the sooner you get them to me, the sooner Manesh and I can start working on the keeper show. Uh, we'll have some good information in those shows or in that show um, about the player and what it's going to cost. And who knows? We might have a Texan fan join that Keeper show. Uh-oh. We'll leave, we'll that, up to, we'll leave that up to debate or describe. We'll um, see. We'll leave that up to a surprise. Maybe he'll be the first guest now. Maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so give me the Keepers. Comment on the on the show. What do you want for Kickers? And, and subscribe. Subscribe. Ladies, subscribe. Get so you know you what get you know what I want you to do. I want you to go on your kid's phone, go on your wife's phone, your girlfriend's phone, go into the Apple uh, Podcast app, subscribe to the show, rate it five stars, and just uh you know just leave it there. Whatever. She'll mm. never go in there. Kid will never go in there. Just let it let it download automatically. Oh, when they're on Wi-Fi, and you know just just help us out here. And Manesh. I don't know if you saw it. Somebody loves Lamp in the league. And I think that's Somebody really great. Somebody does love Lamp. Uh, yeah. I don't know who it is, but I am going to keep a close eye on my Lamps during the draft. Please because... do. Yeah. Be wary. Be, be very wary of that. Yeah. So either somebody's going to get really drunk and do bad things to it, or they're going to steal it. <laughs> so all my Lamps are off limits to whoever that person is. So. But that bathroom is not. The bathroom is back on. Yeah. From what yeah. I hear, the bathroom is back in order. We're good. We're good, Man, boys. I just hope I don't spend as much time in it this year. Yep, so do we. <laughs> so any any closing remarks, Manesh? You got anything? We are good. Can't wait to can't wait to get this process underway. Yeah. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fun. People have been asking asking for more shows, so just so you know that after this show it will be the keepers show. So it will be a couple more weeks until we like actually it all depends on you guys whenever you get me the keepers, but Soon sooner as that is, are in, we're good yeah, to we'll, go. We'll, we'll write up a show and we'll get it going. So, wait a couple of weeks. It will be out at least in a couple of weeks. So, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Talk to you guys then. Later. Deuces. We draft on dudes named Brady. Dudes hit on us. It's crazy. Drinks all around. Please save me. In fantasy, we're fucked. Tiny dicks that we talk. You're in luck with box.